always with you, it cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say? Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. You've never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly! My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And today we have a really cool show lined up for you. Um, so, you know we have our character, character discussions. Uh, we have our rebel conspiracies. But we wanted to do something a little bit different. Because uh, it's something that's kind of special to me, as well as Heather. Um, talk about Yoda's really ambiguous, kind of sage-like advice. Do or do not. There is no try. Yay! I love this quote. I really do. And um, it was my mantra for a very long time. Very long time. You said was your mantra. It was. It was my mantra. And then I decided (laughs) that as difficult as trying is, it's Mm -hmm. the most important thing that you can ever do. So... Without mm-hmm. trying, you can't really do anything. Ah, okay. See, I still see it as my mantra. <laughs> um, so so the way I kind of look at it, and it's not necessarily the act of doing something per se. It's more of the commitment side to it. So because one thing that I struggled with for a long time in my life growing up and things like that is making a decision, really. <laughs> I was never one to want to just deliberately go yes or no, or I will, or I will not. It was always, yeah, I mean, I guess so, or yeah, whatever y'all are doing, or hey, whatever. And, and I still struggle with that from time to time. Um, but growing up and learning different things, even learning how to play music and things like that, do or do not, there is no try was always something that I kind of promised to myself of I'm not going to say that I'm going to try to do it. Um, I'm going to commit. I'm going to either do it or I'm just not going to do it. One of the two. And so not necessarily saying that you can't try, but for me saying, oh, well, yeah, I'll try. To me, that's not that was non-committal personally. That's, right. how, <laughs> that's how I've always been. Oh, I'll try. I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> probably not going to happen <laughs> if we're being honest. My my try is always 100%. Mm. So it's, if I try something, it's like mm-hmm. I put everything into it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess that's just a difference of uh, perspective. Absolutely. And that's what's cool is that 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 line puts so much perspective. Like you can look at it a hundred different ways. Exactly. Even going back further from what he says of you must unlearn what you have learned. Like the whole thing he's talking in riddles just about. But to me, the riddles always made sense. It's you've programmed yourself to be this way, especially when he's talking to Luke, where Luke's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm trying. And he's like, don't try, just do it, basically. And that's how I've always seen it. Maybe maybe that is because I never considered, you know, that 
Luke was doing his kind of little whiny thing mm -hmm. when he said it. So he's our first whiny baby in he, the Star Wars yeah. universe. <laughs> and um, so maybe that's yeah. I guess I can see it then. But you know, mm -hmm. I always thought that you know only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's an interesting point. So, um, I always thought that that was part of that mm -hmm. somehow. I mean, it is an absolute. It is. If you're looking at it that way, it is an absolute. So it's curious that if a Sith only deals in absolutes, and that's possibly a teaching of the Jedi, um, that Yoda would go so far as to do that. Maybe he found a higher enlightening, or maybe he was dark side. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that when he went uh, to Dagobah and did mm -hmm. his training with Qui Gon, I think that he did become even wiser than he was before. Still not awesomely perfect or anything, but who is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and it's kind of the same thing as with Obi Wan when he went to uh, his, I guess, retreat his hermitage um, where that's all he did was become one with the force. Even in revenge of the Sith, um, they talk about how, Hey, now I can show you how to commune with your old master, Qui-Gon. And so he was able to continue his teaching and things like that through Qui-Gon. So whatever Qui-Gon, cause I mean, Qui-Gon at that point was one with the force. Right. So imagine what he could have learned literally being one with the force of, hey, maybe this isn't what we thought it was, kind of things like that. Um, and so I, I could definitely see that probably for Yoda as well, because uh, who knows what happened on Dagobah. It definitely yeah. drove him a little crazy. A little bit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he, got a, he got a little lonely on there. He um, did, mm -hmm. I bet. And then Luke showed up, and there's the chosen one or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> He's like, come on. It's like, come on, kid, get it together. Get it together. <laughs> but yeah, but I thought I always thought that the that scene was was extremely interesting, um, and it was impactful for me. Yes. Um, because that whole thing, because like, there's there's been times in my life where I'm just like, I can't do this. There's no physical way that I'm going to be able to do this. Um, I know that I've talked to you uh, a little bit about it before, but. As a teenager, uh, when I was 14, I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and there was a lot of can't with that physically and just emotionally and everything where it was tough just to get out of bed. Um, I wasn't able to really sit up on my own or move on my own. And I limped everywhere. It was just it was it was painful. Um, but I made the decision with that do or do not. There is no try that I wasn't going to let it beat me. And I wasn't going to let it keep me from doing the things that a teenager would. Um, being in the marching band, learning new instruments, playing guitar, all these kind of things. It, it was something to me that almost kind of drove me. <laughs> Anytime I felt like I couldn't do something, it was do or do not. There is no try. So I'm just going to decide to do it, push through the pain, and just do it. <laughs> and thank God now I'm cured of it. I don't have rheumatoid arthritis anymore, but at the same time, I, that was a learning experience for me. That was something that I really had to push through. Um, and as silly as it may sound, Star Wars helped me too. 
That is too cool. I love that story. So yeah, I don't know. That's why that that scene between Yoda and Luke has always been important to me. It was more than just a scene. It was a teaching moment. Right. So yeah. See, in my world, it's like Mm -hmm. if I have to do the level of do is so high and it gets higher all the time. And there's Mm -hmm. actually absolutely no way for a person like me to reach (laughs) do. (laughs) So to try is really all you can do Mm -hmm. because there is no can't. Mm-hmm. either i mean you can't just not do it all the time <laughs> right so you try you try ev- all the time every day and little little things all the time mm-hmm. so that was my see and i like that too because like i've always seen it as one-sided as what how i said the, the that you either you do it or you don't um, I've said that to people before, probably irritated them to no end. <laughs> uh, I've used it at work. I mean, I've always been that person that was, if somebody said, I'm going to try, I was like, no, make a commitment. Are you going to do it or are you not? If you fail, fine. You at least made an effort to do it. Um, which I guess is kind of conflicting, <laughs> but that, that's how I, I always thought of it. It was more of not necessarily, the the act of doing it, but the act of committing to what you're doing, right? Um, is what I kind of thought of, but I, I like the perspective that you said though was as far as just trying, because um, I know you have some stuff you deal with and everything too, and and sometimes it's kind of hard to get out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could imagine, um, and so that it's it's cool in that way to where even though it's not necessarily this is my mantra. This is what I live by. It, it's something that helps. It's something yes. that pushes you forward. Yes. Cause I do remember it. It's in my art journal a couple of times and I just, it, I just have a different take is all. <laughs> and that's, what's cool about star Wars. Yes. I mean, you exactly. can have a different, you can have you all can, kinds of different takes. That's why we have our, uh, our theories and, and everything, but I always love hearing the stories about Star Wars and talking about them where it's beyond the saga. Yes. It's beyond the story and everything. It's it's the lessons that people find. Um, I think even McKenna mentioned something to that effect about um, about how she was saying that, well, Ahsoka wouldn't skip Jedi training and right. things like that. I, I thought that was really cool because, I mean, who else would think that way? Star Wars is so impactful. I mean, yeah, you've got Captain America. You've got all these others that people obviously look up to. But I just feel like Star Wars is unique. There's something else about how real the characters are and how real the things that they deal with. It's it's just, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's, it's unique. It, yeah. It's very unique, very it impactful. It really is. It, it's impacted my life. It's definitely impacted mine. I Yeah, my littles and husband and everything watch it weekly. At least something. And they are no longer going to have Clone Wars on Netflix. I'm so sad. I know. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Because like, I mean, even when you told me about that, 
I scoured the internet to find something that was like, no, we got it back, or no, this isn't true. And then I was watching Clone Wars the other night with my wife, because uh, we're trying to do everything in chronological order. And up in the top, Netflix is so kind, up in the top it said, this show will be gone June 7th. It's like, thanks, I was going to enjoy the episode, but now that you've ruined it for me, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right there. <laughs> but I'm so sad for that. Like I, I really hope like some massive petition or something like that would change their mind or yeah. someone else will pick it up. I don't know, but I'm just kind of like, I'm bummed. But anyways, <laughs> but no, I, I love, I love the Clone Wars series and I love how they've inter- intertwined with the original trilogy and just the saga overall, like everything works together even so far as Rogue One mentioning this and mentioning that and having Chopper run by the screen, just little things of, hey, you exist, kind of things like that. Um, and, and even so far as to have Ezra and Kanan even reference the, the do or do not. I yes. thought that was a, it made me laugh. I loved <laughs> Cause, it. Because <laughs> Kanan, do or do not, there is no try. Ezra, how do I do it if I don't try to do it? <laughs> <laughs> used to say it all the time it sounded good sounded good so i'm repeating it exactly kind of makes you wonder what other little uh things yoda said and everybody was like yeah totally what (laughs) i bet there's a lot because it's all jumbled all all the time anyway so well and what's what's funny like and i'm probably like the only one but to me like the way yoda talks it makes me feel like i need to listen more like listen even closer and so that kind of leans into the wisdom of yoda and things like that where you're really really leaning in and really paying attention to what he's saying because you've kind of have to decipher everything in the moment (laughs) what he's saying that's true (laughs) that's true you know he he was the one that was there from the moment they arrived to Mm -hmm. the moment they were sent off on their missions and um you know, he played a huge part in their training. All of them. Absolutely. For someone to have that much input into all Padawan training, even youngling training is, is I mean, that shows his reputation and his, his wisdom and what he really had to bring. Yes. And uh, we've, we've caught a couple of um, glimpses into certain aspects of Jedi training the younglings and things Mm -hmm. in like a new dawn. And, um, but I thought that it was, it's kind of cool that you got to see a lot more of that in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. You got to see, you know, Yoda every once in a while doing his thing. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. All right, guys. So this episode was a little bit shorter for us this week. Uh, but not to worry. We have even more coming up to you uh, in the following week. We have our Thrawn Holocron Book Club um, every single Wednesday. Uh, obviously, until we finish the book. But after that, <laughs> we'll keep that going. After that, will um, be Rebels. That's right. It will be Rebels. So that'll be exciting. Yes. Um, but yeah, guys, so tune in to our Holocron Book Club. Um, we'll let you know when we meet live um, on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Kessel Run Weekly. And you can visit us at KesselRunWeekly.com uh, for all of your Kessel Run Weekly things. And so for Kessel Run Weekly, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>